0: This is the Medical Matters podcast, a program which brings direct information, engaging discussion, and insight into the current state and issues surrounding healthcare. Now, here's your hosts, Dr. Peter Breyer and Nurse Practitioner Kelly McCormick.
1: On today's episode, we wanted to talk about Damar Hamlin and what happened to him on the field. And of course, for us, you know, we're we're happy he's. Um, done well and was able to get the breathing tube out, off the ventilator, and, um, but certainly for us it's stuff that we've seen. Well, question,
0: should he ever play football again?
1: Well, (laughs) I think that's probably the question for his doctors and everybody to answer, but. Oh, what's your opinion? Well, what's my opinion? I think they probably need to look at the root cause of his cardiac arrest and if that's all fixable and whatnot, then I probably would guidance. Well, uh,
0: yeah. the way they would do that would be to electrically map out the heart and you can see if there's an electrical abnormality that um, predisposed him to having an arrhythmia, uh, which I think was what happened. He probably had an arrhythmia. Uh, other possibilities are that he traumatizes Chest and, and uh, I guess uh, mashed down on a coronary artery or something and caused a blockage there that caused the cardiac arrest. Those would be the two main things I think that happened to him. You I'm sure he could, he's going to have a cardiac catheterization probably and then uh, probably a mapping of his heart. Because we don't know exactly what happened whether his heart stopped completely, or whether it was an arrhythmia, ventricular arrhythmia of some sort, or whether it was just a heart attack or something else.
1: I think, you know, the good thing is, you know, kind of looking back at everything and just kind of, you know, watching a little bit of, like, the replay of of things, because we were watching, my husband and I were watching... Um, something on Netflix and then had finished watching that, switched over and then um, the sportscasters were kind of talking about kind of an incident and um, so that's when we kind of you know caught up to to what was going on during the game. Um, I think it shows like how important it is and certainly for things you know like events and places and spaces to To be able to maybe have some of that equipment, like the defibrillator for him. Oh yeah, well they had that um, on the field in place, right? To To be able, you know, and in certain cases, you know, for something that saved that's his like life. right, the ventricular arrhythmia, you know, needs to be shocked, and so all the CPR in the world may not have, you know, um, necessarily benefited him. So, you know, and it's amazing, like how quickly then you they know they got on them
0: and, yep, and uh, people were,
1: were on, on the for,
0: for once the things worked well. <laughs> they did.
1: You know, the other thing that I think about is, you know, for me like I spent many years working in the ICU and just as a nurse in general and um participating in um codes, you know, doing the C P R, the defibrillation and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know when you work in it, right, you're kind of used to it or, you know, maybe have some sense of, I don't want to say numbness well, to it. Well, it's a clinical thing. Yeah,
0: it's part of your job. You're you're performing right. a function or you're um, role-playing. Right. Uh, the doctors are role-playing. The nurses are role-playing. They, they do the job that they're supposed to do, supposedly.
1: Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think about the, like, all the people all, you know, the teammates all the other kind of ancillary staff that are on the fields, all the really? media people on the fields all the people in the stands that are kind of witnessing people. this event and from their perspective you know kind of the emotional toll on them in witnessing what was oh, the, going on the fans yeah the fans and just even you know, probably, you know, the, the media people, the, the ancillary staff, you know, the people that are, you know, worrying about, you know, mm-hmm. making sure they have enough water bottles or mm-hmm. the equipment's right or, you know, those kinds of things, um, you know, because you don't think, you know, most of us don't go show up to a game to watch it and expect that kind of an event to happen.
0: Once you to go to a NASCAR...
1: <laughs> well, even then, I don't go there expecting that will happen. But it does I mean, happen quite a bit there. It does, does happen. But Some people
0: go over that, I think. Yeah.
1: So. But know, I don't just, think people
0: go to a football game to, to expecting to see a bad injury or right. a life-threatening event.
1: Right.
0: Yeah. So it is a post-traumatic stress uh, thing for the people who were there. Yeah, and especially the true. people who were like, you said, more intimately involved like his the ancillary, his teammates, the, the ancillary staff, there staff the coaches, the, the, the people who support the team, you know, the trainers and the whatever, even the traveling secretary. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the thing is, is this, was this possibly preventable, do you think? I, it doesn't I, seem to it me it preventable. Me
1: like it, it was. <laughs> um, right. You know, it just you happened, can't. and it happened so quickly. Right. And and
0: uh, now, one thing they're talking about is doing prophylactic echocardiograms on everybody who plays contact sports.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that might be uh, worthwhile if it, you know, if it's. Cheap enough to do? It. I think it wouldn't
1: yeah, but be. really. We work in medicine. What what about that would be cheap? Sometimes <laughs> the you know the cost well, of the, the test for to interpret it and all that, and you know that's probably one of those things that probably the U.S. Preventive Task Force kind of looks at and says, you know, again, benefit versus burden. You know, is it, you know, out well, they get they you know, get the X machine to interpret X number of. You know things, and you know out of a million, and you have one cardiac arrest. Right. It's really worth have one out of doing. Million. Well, to that know. one person, it might be worth it. Absolutely, you always, you always <laughs> feel that, right? Yeah, right. That's, I think that's that's natural to feel. And that. this is like, well, this what if is it was me, or what if it was somebody I love? Yeah, what
0: you know, and and it's usually a young person who's otherwise pretty healthy, mm-hmm. congenital, some kind okay. of congenital condition. But I mean. A, it, it's known that the blood of the chest can change the rhythm the rhythm of the heart. So, I mean, for many years we even used that when somebody went into a bad rhythm at times. We used to hit them on the chest and that actually converted people <laughs> to, to normal heart rhythm. I've seen, I saw it happen many times. So. Uh, it's, it's uh, If you're going to play contact sports, I guess you take some kind of risk that uh, something like this can happen. Even in soccer, I think the incidence of the uh, brain damage in soccer is underestimated a bit. With all the heading, all the heading that goes on in soccer, you know, yeah, it's interesting heading the ball. That,
1: you know, you say that because, you know, as we're watching this and... You know, and I watched you know quite a few of the the games um, from the World Cup that was just going on. And um,
0: oh yeah, instead of taking a sleeping pill, you uh, watched soccer. Games. No, <laughs> it's
1: very exciting to me. I love soccer. So yeah, and thinking about these guys, you know, talk about traumatic brain injuries, football. You know, guys that have their heads protected are getting smashed with. In the head with helmets and and whatnot, you know these guys hitting a soccer ball.
0: Yeah, you know at what force the it's being
1: kicked at them. they a huge and, force. And and heading, you know, heading it. But um, you know, I think there was initially a lot of um, talk right after that happened about the um, commodio cordis that condition when you have that uh, abnormal arrhythmia and. Um, the arrest, like after you receive kind of this blunt force trauma, right. right to the chest. And you can change the
0: rhythm of the heart electrically. Yeah. So, um,
1: But I don't know, you know.
0: There's no way to protect a football player, I don't think, because you'd have to impede his movement if you put a chest protector, I right. think. So, there, it, you know, Some I'm just, sort. you
1: know, kind of reading through and then kind of, you know, people's input in that kind of thing. And of course, there's a lot of saying like the shoulder pads come down pretty well Uh and you know for like protection and and stuff like that maybe a little different than like a baseball you know like a pitcher taking you know a straight shot right to the chest you know
0: well there's one guy who was even killed in baseball yeah years ago he was beamed in the head that's when they started wearing protective helmets and hockey has had several um That's a rough sport too. (laughs) Hockey definitely. Yeah. Very rough sport. I remember when the goalies in hockey didn't wear masks or, or helmets or anything. None of them had any teeth. None of them had any teeth. Could Um, you imagine being a goalie in hockey and not having any protection whatsoever? That's probably the most dangerous sport there is. I think hockey. It's, In a lot of ways, it, they're
1: all rough. So, it's it's. I think it's wonderful that you know, from you know, certainly kind of the medical and medical slash neurological, you know, that he was attended to very quickly, um, was able his brain. to restore mm-hmm. right his uh, a normal heart rhythm and you know and get him to you know advance well, well-conditioned too, care. So he, uh...
0: yeah. He may have responded better than your average person. You know, he may have been in better shape to tolerate an insult like that. But uh, I don't think he should play football you know. you again. <laughs> well, you, 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 you don't think he should play
1: any for, any more football?
0: I don't think so. It's Since it's a life and death situation, I would tend to be uh, more conservative than usual in this situation. I mean, the thing is, anyone who plays a sport, those are, they're taking some chance, mm-hmm. somehow. I mean, even in golf, there's injuries. Well,
1: um, that, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so, so, he was at the hospital in Cincinnati, and i just kind of googling while we're grabbing here. Um, and then it says he was discharged, this is from a day ago, from, I guess he was transferred from Cincinnati to Buffalo Hospital. And uh-huh. then he I'm was discharged yesterday, English. apparently. From,
0: um, now I wonder how much they're them up though, I mean, you don't really get the medical details, but generally speaking, they would probably uh, map as hard, I would think.
1: Yeah, do you and think they would have, do a you think they would have done like, you know, EP studies yeah, while EP he was studies. there at the hospital? Yeah,
0: EP studies so so yeah. and, and uh, probably cardiac catheterization. Make sure he doesn't have a, a blockage somewhere, because he could. That could have right? Even young people can get blockages, so um, it would be better to uh, check him thoroughly. I don't know if that was done or not, but uh, I would suspect that he saw some pretty heavy-duty specialists, and oh, I'm sure probably the, the highest in the field, at least at Buffalo.
1: I'm sure, at University of Buffalo is a good school. Uh, he was initially there. yeah, at Cincinnati. Um, in Cincinnati. Right.
0: So, so, the other question is, do you think it was right to cancel the game? I think it was.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, again, I look at the big picture of, at that moment in time, what was more important, and obviously, you know, to me, it was uh, the life of this young man. Um, and then to me, football then becomes secondary. It's not like you know a game can't be rescheduled. It can't have a redo. They, the NFL can't. Well, they figure couldn't reschedule this particular game. What to do? You know they figured
0: out something else. They have a coin flip for the right, well, playoff spot.
1: All right, Well, there you go.
0: Yeah, I think that yeah. was fair. I mean, yeah. I, I think
1: I think it's I think it was the right and the respectful thing um, to do for for. Uh, Demar and his and his family and 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 all of his teammates and everything. I I couldn't imagine witnessing that and then having the NFL say, "Well, we need you to get back out on the field." And you know, well, initially they
0: <laughs> <laughs> initially the NFL wanted to replay the game after a five or ten minute delay, but and they usually do that for serious injuries. I mean, I remember when. Um, I don't remember what his name was a Penn State that got paralyzed. Oh, um, I don't remember that. Valentino or Tarantino, something like that. It was maybe 15 years ago. Oh, and uh, they continued we that game.
1: Well, you'll get I to remember. me in the big picture. What, what, What is what is the priority?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well.
1: You know, to me, it's what is the priority that... that The value of that kind of human life and everything that kind of goes along with that, or is it the dollar that the NFL can can make?
0: Well, they do call it the almighty dollar. Yes, they do. (laughs) It doesn't
1: mean that you know that it has
0: to be almighty all the time. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think
0: they should have postponed the game. Obviously, I mean. uh... You don't expect some kind of medical emergency of that magnitude right. to occur in front of everybody and uh, just ignore it.
1: So, do you think like the people that like in the stands and, and that kind of thing? Um, you know, like you think that like that kind of event then kind of pushes the kind of the collective people that were there, or even the people that are like watching and that kind of stuff, saying. You know, I think it's a good idea that I might, sh- I should learn CPR. Maybe I should, do, think so. I should do the CPR course and learn. Because what if I was in a situation where, you know, we weren't in a football stadium, but right. maybe I'm, you know, walking, walking down my dog the dog, walking the dog at the park, yeah, and somebody collapses, yeah, um, you know.
0: Well, uh, most people, you know, everybody who wants to should know CPR. I mean, it's uh, it's not very hard to do. It changes they change it periodically, they do
1: through but research and you know, kind of the best practices and stuff. And I, I mean, certainly, I mean, I just went through all of that um, just this past fall. Like, uh-huh. you have to do it for, for the upteenth, for the thousandth time, yeah, the upteenth thousandth time, uh, <laughs> yes. So you know, and you have to do it. You have to do it every two years. Not that the guidelines necessarily don't change every two years, right? Um, But the advanced course. There's two courses: is the basic course and the advanced course, which is learning the CPR and. And Most people should learn the basic course. So we have to do the advanced course. The basic course and then the advanced life support course. But then you're talking about you know just you know stuff that. People are going to have to worry about when they're working
0: in. Well, that's if you giving, have machines med- giving, and. You know, the you have a defibrillator. And there are the medicines and all that stuff. And the medicines. But even
1: during basic um, um, BLS, yeah. basic life support and stuff, that includes learning, you know, having the defibrillator and all mm-hmm. like that. When to defibrillate. Yeah. If you have a defibrillator. Yep.
0: There aren't really too many around. There's some at shopping centers and airports. I
1: think. Probably see them shopping centers, schools, airports. They're at
0: schools, I guess they're yep. at school. well, that's schools. That's a good idea, and yeah, airports. You, you never
1: know. Airports, I would think like shopping malls would have.
0: I think I saw one in Ikea.
1: See, I think stores and stuff, you yeah. Would, some big stores would, would see that, yeah.
0: yeah. That's a good idea. Well, it's amazing that they were on him so fast because they don't usually expect something like that at right. a football game. So it's amazing that they were so ready. Right. So Because usually hear it. complaints that the, the doctors were too lenient and send them back, sent the guy back in with a concussion. Right. And
1: well, obviously they couldn't with him, right, because he completely collapsed and was not conscious, right? Yeah, but I mean, so, they were on
0: top of it. Right. And they, were, they were right on the bowl there, and they saved his life. With that, right. that CPR saved his life. The hospital would probably gave a little credit, but the first responders were the ones, ones that you know actually saved his Did, life, did a lot of the work. Yeah, did
1: a lot of the initial work of of um, getting them to the hospital alive. You
0: have about eight minutes to restore cerebral circulation. Then you start seeing irreversible brain damage. Mm-hmm. So they they were on top of him right away. I didn't I didn't see it myself. Uh, but uh, so the uh, the aftermath. Yeah. And standing around and all that.
1: You know, it was interesting for me, like, you know, when you have the sportscasters and they're all kind of, you know, talking about the plays and stuff like that. So the one thing that hit me was, you know, really how stunned, like the sportscasters that, you know, kind of do the whole game, <laughs> talking here and here. And it was almost like, kind of the shock of the whole thing, and then just very tongue-tied and not really know what to say. And, yeah, I guess they didn't you know, know what to was say. You really hard, right? Because they're probably, they're doing that live, so they're there, they have to keep talking, right? You know, and one they thing to, they didn't do... You can't do. have the dead air, you know, they can't be just sitting right. there... they have to keep talking. You can't have talking. dead air. That's right. You have to... Somebody well, has to keep talking. One thing
0: they didn't do is bring in a medical expert. Mm-hmm. And that's probably for the better. Because so much speculation is not really good, but I mean, they consciously didn't bring in a medical expert to discuss this during the on-air thing because they had really no information whatsoever. Right,
1: like you said, it's all speculation. And even you know, after that, when you kind of like you know, kind of watch things like through you know online and everything, you know, again a lot of you know, speculation about
0: what happened and... Well, I'm beginning you know, to think that. you can't... You, you shouldn't trust anything you read online. Well,
1: probably... It's like...
0: Uh, it's like... everyone has a point of view of some sort. It's hard to get a non-point of view.
1: Right. You know, I think, obviously, the, the, you know, the people that probably know best are, you know, the people that immediately took care of them on the field and then when he got to the hospital, and again, through the whole workup, um, Well, you wonder,
0: is this uh, parents going to, like, not want their kids to play football? I mean, this is a pretty serious thing. I would think there's a good percentage of parents who aren't going to want their kids to yeah, play I, football I think
1: anymore. O- over the last... You know, I don't know how years, many every 15, years 15, there yeah. has been somewhat of a shift, right? Yeah, because is that CTE, right? And, of, yeah. of the brain damage, the, the banging and, of the head, and you know, starting yes, that when yeah. you're young, and the
0: you know, arthritis when you get old. And,
1: yeah, the the damage really that your body suffers in in, in, in the sport. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you know, community-wise, I think probably seeing some. It would be interesting, though, from like some of the communities, right? The you know what that shift has been do they find that less kids and maybe see a shift more of the kids playing more like flag football yeah flag
0: football is a fun sport for for kids that are young but uh, it's not a contact sport per se so you don't really get into the
1: the banging heads gritty
0: banging heads i i think they were they were wearing helmets I'm not sure
1: I don't Know if they do or not. Maybe they maybe do. Maybe they don't. don't. I don't know. Just I forget. I saw a game here a couple down. of months
0: ago, but I didn't I don't remember if you saw if they were kids. in helmet. I, I now that I think about it, I don't think they were. Okay. So was just a flag.
1: So it'd be interesting to think, see if there are some changes, you know, within the NFL about well, one thing you know, kind of what the protocols are and maybe their own, you know, kind of team testing and, you know, those kinds of things, or how often maybe... Yeah, maybe they should um, do more testing. The players on these are, are checked and, you know, evaluated for their cardiac health.
0: Okay. Of course, that could happened in a high school game. It could it could have, and millions of kids play high school football. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's very difficult to screen out at-risk individuals. I think that any... Who plays contact sports or sports, any sport really, is signing up to be uh, aware or should be aware that there's a risk involved to play sports. Now, I'm not saying don't play sports, I think people should. But. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, there's certainly a lot of benefits to, to playing sports, right? right. The, the camaraderie, the you know in terms of working physical with each fitness. other as a group how to be you know kind of a good a unit work as a unit. Yeah, work as a unit how to to be a good sport you know about playing the sport whether you're doing well or your team's not doing well if you individually are doing well not doing well um you know and like you said the whole physical fitness well it also
0: involves it. competition and Life is competitive to a certain extent. It is. So um, I think it prepares a lot of kids for adulthood, you know, to to be uh, more successful adults. So I, you know, I don't think sports are going away anytime soon. I think you just got to try to make them as safe as possible. Right,
1: absolutely. And then hopefully, you know, as time goes on and depending on, you know, how much Damar Hamlin wants to share with the public about, you know, his. Near death experience. Yeah, his experience and just kind of you know his his health in general related to this incident, um, you know, is is up to him to do. You yeah, know, it's too early
0: to say if he has any permanent damage, brain damage, or other physical damage. Right. But sounds like it.
1: from certainly from a neurological perspective. Um, from know, what you hear, everything sounds good. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. let's. Let's let's hope. Yeah. Yeah, that every, everything is good, and certainly, you know, wish him well and and um, you know, and a good hope it doesn't a happen A recovery. Right. So, anyway.
0: Well, thanks for listening to Medical Matters podcast, and uh, we'll be back soon with another episode.
1: Have a happy, healthy, safe week.
0: You've been listening to the Medical Matters Podcast. Listen weekly for more news and wisdom from professionals who provide direct patient care. The information discussed on this program does not take the place of your provider. Check out past shows, additional content, and leave your questions and comments at
1: medicalmatterspodcast.com.